Hello, friend, and welcome into this Bible Talk bonus episode. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me again today is my beautiful Inside and Out co-host, Susie Crosby. Susie, welcome back. Thanks, Angie. I'm so happy to be here. Susie is the author of the devotional Just One Word, a book of 90 devotions, all based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. And so because Susie uses one word to find life application, and because here in the Steady On community, we use the step-by-step Bible study method to use one word to find life application, Susie is the perfect person to host the Bible Talk bonus episodes with me. And if you happen to be new listening in, what we do is we take the verse from the episode that dropped earlier this week. If you happen to be listening live, it's an episode with Julie Ademi, uh, and she talked about Psalm 118.24. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that Psalm again, 118.24, that verse again, and look at one word in that verse. And uh, Julie, in the in the episode, in the interview, shares about a journey through a kidney transplant. And wasn't she fantastic? Susie, Julie was great. Oh my goodness. I wish I could just have sat down and had coffee with her and talked more. She was amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. And one of the things that I really took away from the conversation was how we can adjust our mindset. Maybe that's the way I want to say it during a difficult season of waiting and uncertainty how we can adjust it, find even practical ways to adjust our mindset. So instead of focusing on the circumstance that we cannot control, we focus on the faithfulness of God that is always present. And um, and so her verse that she talked about as she, you know, kind of clung to God and his faithfulness on that long, difficult road uh, was Psalm 118.24. And it says, the Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. That's the way it's written in the NIV. And our word for this episode is rejoice. And so Susie, I'm just wondering, as you were studying this verse, did you hear that this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made? (laughs) I love this verse, but yeah, talk to us a little bit about how you studied it and what you learned. That song's going to go through my head now. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, so I read in the New Living Translation, Psalms 118, 24, and it says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And that is the translation that is on a, a really simple little mug that my mom gave me several years ago now. It's getting really faded and and um, stained, but I just, whenever I use it, it makes me, usually makes me smile because it was a gift from my mom and because of that verse is just kind of such a happy light seeming verse. Um, maybe sometimes a little bit, uh, like trite, it seems like we kind of have talked about before that maybe it's a little, um, quippy, like you're supposed to feel happy today because God made the day. And that's not exactly how we always feel, but yeah. anyway, um, when I think about that word rejoice, it, yeah, I always look up the definition and it means to feel joy or great delight. Of course, we kind of know that one to gladden, which is a um, fun word. I think I think gladden so too. somebody to or something. Yes. <laughs> and then um, another little kind of word that slipped in there as I was studying a little deeper was to give satisfaction to. And that really hit me because 
I think that meaning ties in more with kind of what I was learning from Julie's, um, her story and her, her faith, um, just to, the satisfaction piece of finding joy. And then, of course, I look up the opposite, um, to bemoan, to lament, or to grieve. And that's that, um, I guess, kind of finding the, the negative or the hard things about a situation. So again, just Julie's story really, or that's a perfect verse for her. I just think it's, the more I explore it, the more I think about it, I really um, think all of those words have a lot more to say than just be happy today. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's really about not just covering what we're feeling, but finding something in what we're right. feeling. Because mm-hmm. I think that with the triteness comes when we sort of say, I just need to be happy or I just need to rejoice. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like acknowledge how hard this is like that. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't yeah. be sad. I shouldn't. But the reality is that God is really inviting us. And this is something that he's taught me a lot about, and I'm still learning so much about it. But the reality is actually it's okay to feel those things. They're not negative, but alongside those, can you also experience this deep abiding commitment I have to do good things in your life? And, and so where do we grab onto that? And that's the way it's like that glad. And okay. I'm stuck on the glad in today, that (laughs) word, because as this drops, it's Thanksgiving week. And so I can't help, but think like when you're cooking something, it's like an ingredient, you know, like there's this ingredient that makes whatever is happening, whatever you're cooking, it makes it like better. You know, it's like the thing in there. It's like, it's, and I almost think about the, the ability to find God in our circumstance, like seasons it with glad. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I just, it's just kind of like an image that I'm getting where you're like, you can, you can turn something around, which we're going to get to that in just a second. You can turn Mm -hmm. something around with the right ingredient and the right ingredient is the grace, the manifestation of God's promises mm-hmm. in that place that is uncertain or long or lonely or hard or mm-hmm. fearful, you know, those things that we are. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Gladden mm-hmm. your circumstance with the seasoning of I grace. Like it too. There we go. <laughs> well, when I study a word, I investigated in three parts. And the first thing I do is compare the word in other Bible translations. And I found in the CEV that rejoice is translated celebrate. And then in the NIRV and the NLV, similar, but one said be joyful and one said full of joy. And the biblical definition was not just showing great joy or delight, which is the dictionary definition, which is absolutely right. But it's also something about experiencing God's grace. Again, it's like the gladdening seasoning, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just we're happy about something because we can have a circumstance that makes us really happy because sometimes we're happy because life lines up correctly, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness, it just makes me so happy that it's a beautiful day on the day we're going to the football game, right? That makes me Mm -hmm. so happy. And that's fine and good. And we can like rejoice in that. But this rejoicing is like, oh, I see God's hand in whatever it is that's making me happy. Or I find the rejoicing in a season where without God's goodness, without God's grace, it, it, it there's no, there's nothing there that does make me happy. Right. It's that ability to yeah. turn it around. And so then the second thing I do is I research the original word. And this would have been a Hebrew word. And it actually means the root word is gil, and it means to spin around <laughs> under the influence of any violent emotion, 
it's usually rejoicing, but it can also be cringing as fear. So it can be that same emotion that like creates this almost like this physical response. Can mm-hmm. I say it that way? Like, you know, like the emotions are inside and they have to get out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. And so I think it can take that, like whatever thing that we're dealing with and just put a different spin on it. If we, if we look for and find where God is at work in it. I, I really like that. I think it takes all the triteness out of a yes. little quote, like, or, a, you know, verse on a mug. Yeah. It's so much deeper than that. It doesn't minimize where we are. Right. Because I think the other thing can kind of minimize where yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. If we just stop at the feeling, um, oh, things aren't lining up. I don't feel joyful today. It's way more than that because God is in it and there's so much joy if we just keep, keep looking and keep waiting. And maybe there is some spinning around (laughs) to be done. (laughs) Yeah. There is some spinning around. There is some spinning around. So, So I compare, and then I look at the root word or the Hebrew word, original word, and then I read a little bit of commentary and I, um, I had forgotten this about this Psalm until I read this commentary again. This is from the enduring word, but the enduring word says that when Jesus quoted Psalm 118, 22 and in the gospels, he did so in response to the praise and hosannas given him at what is commonly called the triumphal entry. Since this Psalm is prophetically connected with that event, the day mentioned here, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, can be prophetically understood as the day Jesus formally entered Jerusalem as Messiah and King. It is true in a general sense that the Lord makes every day, and there is a reason to rejoice and be glad in every day. Yet specifically, the day the Lord made to rejoice and be glad glad in was the day Jesus entered Jerusalem with Hosanna's welcoming him as Israel's Savior. If on that day human voices failed to rejoice and be glad, Jesus said that the very stones would cry out their praises and hosannas. That's in Luke 1940. Yeah. And so there's this connection because it is every day, but it's every day. Where's the place we can say hosanna, Jesus is here? Like, because hosanna, if I remember correctly, somebody check me. <laughs> Don't send me a nasty email if I'm wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hosanna is uh, save us or you are saving us. It has to do with salvation, right? So where do we recognize in whatever we're going through? This is the day the Lord has made. I recognize he's here. I recognize he's my salvation in it. And in that, I will rejoice and be glad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't studied. Isn't that good? Beautiful. Yeah. 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 That's the place where we have joy, right? Not joy that God will fix our circumstances. Although that would be welcome many times. Right. But the joy is. Jesus is here. I hadn't studied this Hebrew word, but I had studied the word joy in Greek, partly because I, uh, some years back, I really longed for a deeper understanding of James 1, 2, that says, uh, count it joy mm-hmm. when you're facing all kinds of trials and tribulations. And I'm like, how do we do that? You know, that's, <laughs> that sounds a little fishy. <laughs> it's a to lot me. to ask. <laughs> it's a lot to ask. And so I did this kind of deep dive on this word joy. And the thing, I love the word now, the Greek word is a hara, C-H-A-R-A. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's from the root word used in Matthew 2.10, when the wise men rejoiced. If you remember, it's like they lost the star for a little while 
And they say in Matthew 2, 10, it says, and then the star, they noticed the star again and they rejoiced because the star was visible again. And this word rejoiced makes this huge connection in my heart because I believe their hearts rejoiced because Jesus was there. They're like, I'm at the right place. There's Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And the people, when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, they rejoiced because there's Jesus, that's it. And so for me, I'm always like, okay, the joy that I can always have, that is always promised because Jesus says in the gospels, I want you to have, may your joy be complete, right? That's John 15 somewhere, I think 15, eight, I don't know. Don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, he says, I want your joy to be complete. And this idea of having joy is the Jesus is here joy. Jesus is here joy. Yeah. I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is here. Joy. That is just a great quote. (laughs) I think that's what it is. It's not, it's not the joy in where we are. It's the joy in knowing Jesus Mm -hmm. is here. And so what do we do in our circumstances so we can connect with the Jesus that promises to be present? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I like in this verse. That's what I found. What about you? What else did you find? Well, what I, I keep thinking about, and this might seem kind of silly, but it actually really connects. I doubt it. (laughs) It connects. It's kind of like, I've been thinking a lot about rejoice and the verse, like looking at my mug, the days that I feel happy and the days that I don't. And I think trying to, um, to find that joy that Jesus is here. Joy. We need to kind of think about what Julie did. She started looking for God in the ordinary things. She started looking for Jesus on a normal day, you know, stepping outside for a walk, maybe taking an extra moment to look at a flower or a tree or something, or listen for the birds or something in nature that would just remind her that Jesus is here or that he's working or that he's making things good, even when it doesn't seem like the situation she's in is good. So these little ordinary moments that she talks about and these like conversations with someone, these um, little inspirations of scripture that she'd stumble upon or something, you know, just these ordinary things are so important. And I think we minimize them sometimes and kind of in our busy, hustly lives. And so I'm thinking that maybe what I need to do, and this is the part that might seem silly you think about refreshing your computer screen or refreshing your or restarting your computer even there's on in windows anyway there's a symbol that is an a circle with an arrow that means restart or refresh yeah and I actually teach my kids at school to look for that when we need to like restart something or refresh something so maybe that spinning around that we see on a computer screen is actually a good reminder to to kind of spin around our mindset or spin around what we're looking for to find Jesus in something hard or something sad. And so maybe asking him to like, maybe I don't feel like rejoicing, but could I be refreshed or even Uh, restarted? Yes. And do that spin around, if you will, that turn around. And instead of focusing on the hard thing, 
I focus on the Jesus is here thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the ordinary places. That is so, that goes so well. It's not silly at all, my friend. (laughs) It goes so well with what I kind of thought was my takeaway because there's a verse of scripture. And I may have told you this before in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 317, which talks about even though the trees are barren and the fields are empty, yet I will rejoice. I might've even said that here before. And that there's this idea that God brings into my mind all the time, which is exactly what you're talking about, is that we all have barren fields. We all have fields that are not producing a crop, but most of us have trees that are full of fruit and animals in the pens and the, you know the, the, all these agricultural examples that mm-hmm. the prophet Habakkuk is using. And, uh, and, and I do. Most of my fields are overflowing with abundance. But so often I stand and stare at the empty ones, mm-hmm. right? And I ask him why. Mm-hmm. And and you, with this turnabout, what he's asking is, I see the empty fields too. I'm not telling you they're not there, right? They are mm-hmm. there. But you have this choice. You can turn and look at all mm-hmm. the goodness and the abundance and rejoice in that and know that I'm with you in those hard places that are thistly or just won't, yeah. you know, you keep tilling yeah. and it's not going to, you know, it's not the right place to plant or whatever the case may be. But we have a choice, which which fields, mm-hmm. if you will, we stare at. And that's one of the things that this verse and studying it again has reminded me of. And I think that's what Julie has reminded me of too. Just. I mean, she has a, she had a situation that I think I I'm terrified of to have cancer in an organ that can't, that, that you don't have two of, she, she doesn't have, she didn't have two kidneys or to have, um, to have cancer recur. Yeah. Those things terrify a lot of us. Yeah. Yet she is one of the most joyful people and she it seems is. like through that journey she was joyful uh, yeah. increasingly as it went on and um so i'm just really thankful that her story and this verse has kind of helped me to see this this little computer symbol yes. as a connection to letting god into my everyday and like yeah. helping to see that yeah. jesus is here joy no matter what It's the turnabout invitation, that little Mm -hmm. circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can turn it around. Yeah. That's wonderful. And the thing I'll just add about Julie that I admired so much was the fact that I think she would not describe herself as the joyful person she is today before this journey. Mm -hmm. What's in this journey that she learned, uh, you are actually Mm -hmm. always here with me. And, um, And it just helped her claim that truth. So this has been really good. Thank you for doing this with me today, Susie. I, yeah, I love it. This has been really good and very beneficial to me today personally, actually. So it's good. And friend, we, yeah, me too. (laughs) Friend, we hope that it's been really beneficial uh, for you as well as you have hopefully maybe just thought about your own life and ask where, where's the Jesus is here joy for me today? Because if you look for it, he promises you will find it. And thank you very much for listening. And um, if you haven't yet, I really would welcome you to subscribe to the podcast because if you do that, you get to see every episode, even these bonus ones with me and Susie. And uh, we will sign off for now. And until next time, peace.